Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello everyone, and I just wanted to give a quick rundown on the Anchor app and how I got my start with the Uptempo podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I got one of my co-hosts joining me tonight, Dalton Lane, bringing him back for another episode. Uh, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm hanging in there, brother. How about the Auburn Tigers? Hey, good win tonight. Um, played a really good Murray State team, ten and one. Um, but I say I, I, I like what I saw from Auburn tonight. Real no good doubt. game, no doubt. Uh, I think uh, I think they need to do improve on on the rebounding side. Uh, coming from the St. Louis game, uh, we got murdered on the glass, and we had to really uh, come in tonight and, and and fix that and and. Javari Smith grabbing 10 boards. I like what I saw from him. And uh, Walker Kessler with seven boards and, and Wendell Green with 10 boards. Yeah. And, you know, we won the rebounding battle tonight, 48 to 33. And uh, we grabbed 14 offensive rebounds to Murray State's nine. Love winning the offensive rebounding battle. Uh, got 34 defensive rebounds to their 24. <laughs> really impressed with that. Another thing. 
that I'm really impressed with is is free throw shooting. We went nine of twelve from the mm-hmm. from the charity strike, and uh, you know I think when you're shooting seventy five percent as a team to where we were, especially against St. Louis, we shot sixty percent. So so you know to to bring that up, you know, I I mean excellent excellent job, and and you know we always believe in in, in Coach Pearl, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and and you know. Just, just a couple key things from from the game, you know that. One thing I want, I want to, I really want to point out to is, is you know, I sent you a text from a clip that I saw on Twitter during during the uh, first half. <coughs> the the way Jabari Smith shoots the basketball looks absolutely effortless, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's very. Kevin Durant, like, I mean, I, I've seen a couple things on Twitter about, you know, he like his game. It it looks like Kevin Durant, and I mean, you know, we've heard this with both players in the past, like a couple years ago, uh, the Michael Porter Jr. They said that his game looked like Kevin Durant, and um, so, but yeah, I mean, Jamari Jabari Smith is it. It just looks effortless. I mean, he he just looks, you know, fully developed. And it's it's crazy to watch him play. I mean, it really is. No doubt, I agree there. Uh, you know, and and we were down nine to four right out the gate, and uh, and Jabari, he, you know, he gave like a little jab step, went right, and then he pulled up, and like you said, and and I've said it in previous previous episodes, is it looked exactly like Kevin Durant and 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 I know I keep making that comparison but it's freaky to me how close it looks and and Mm -hmm. it it looks effortless when he lets the ball go he got on the boards tonight and I mean I keep saying that he's the first overall pick and he's the best player in college basketball oh yeah and Mm -hmm. um you know Alan Flanagan returned tonight and limited minutes but you saw that as soon as he got back on the court. I mean, we are against our best defender. And, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as he gets on the court, grabs a rebound and, and gets a steal. And and you saw it right there. He's a leader. He can, he can go get a bucket. He, he, you know, he can shoot the basketball. He can, he can handle the basketball for you. I think he has, you know, Really, really good court vision finds the open man. <laughs> excuse me, and just adding on to Alan Flanagan coming back is Auburn just gets that much deeper. And you know, like I said in previous episodes, is is in order to make a run in March, man, you got to have the depth. You got to have the dudes on the bench. And I really think Auburn. You know, I mean, they're going to have a tough conference slate because the SEC is absolutely loaded this year. Oh, yeah. And But I think Auburn's got the dudes. And, um, you know, the other key player that I just – man, what a find by Bruce Pearl is Wendell Green Jr. I mean, yeah. this guy, unbelievable, right? Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, that's just – there's really no other way to put it. But, I mean, the, the thing that I'm seeing, like, with the Auburn basketball team right now is there's – like, you know, the Jabari Smith, like, there's, you know, on ESPN, they're talking about him being, you know, top 10 pick, you know, maybe top three. But it's like, 
even though he's getting that comparison, like there's no selfishness like with him. Like he, he only had 12 points tonight and they, they just, they, they share the basketball very well. I mean, Kessler 13, Jabari 12, uh, Wendell Green 13, um, the Jalen Williams nine. I mean, they just, so many people almost in double, you know, double digit scoring. And it's, it's, it's not selfish at all. And that's, I think that's what really gonna, you know, prevail Auburn in the tournament is it's not selfish. Like they, they love sharing the basketball and it's, I about to say, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great for Auburn in the tournament. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, one key play, I do want to go back and talk about Jabari real quick. <laughs> well, I it down, you know, Murray state went on a little run. Um, I believe it was right at the beginning of the second half. Auburn kind of come out a little flat. And uh, Murray State cut it to six. And Jabari comes down and knocks down a huge three. Just right when they cut it to six, you know, they went on a run. They had some momentum. Auburn was playing sloppy. You find Jabari. Jabari steps into a three. Jabari makes three. Mm -hmm. And that puts, you know, that, that puts it back up to nine. And it felt to me like Auburn started rolling a little bit with that three and, and they, you know, and then Wendell green from half court. I mean, that's just, that's unreal. Yeah. I mean, when, when you got shots falling like that, I mean, you know, for Murray state, I mean, you, you come on the road to, you know, to the jungle and when you have shots like that, I mean, you, you I mean, really, what do you tell your players? I mean, there's, there's nothing you can really do. I mean, you got shots, you know, he threw it up with, I think, two seconds left on the shot clock from half court and bank, you know, went in. I mean, there's there's really nothing you can do about that. Hey, I mean, and, and, you know, and you know, I'm not trying to cut you off, D, but, but did you watch him when he let it go? He, he, he stared st- at it. Yeah, yeah. It's he like, I mean, just he, – he's so confident when he shoots the bat. I mean, it's, it's like he knew as soon as he released it that it, it was going in. And it's, it, it's really – Really scary watching this team, this Auburn team, um, and I, I must say, I'm excited. I'm excited for the for this season and leading up to the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so, no doubt, no doubt. I, I definitely <clears throat> agree there. Hey, one shout out I do want to give for Murray State is, uh, I believe it's Tevin Brown, uh, 22 points uh, from Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, kid oh, wow. is a baller. Uh, he can he can create any shot. You saw it tonight. Uh he, he had a he had a little crossover out on the out on the left wing and just hit a step back three and made it look easy. I mean the dude unreal, you know, and, and twenty two points and went into the jungle and did it. He did get a little frustrated pushing Cambridge. Cambridge started bumping him a little bit. I think kind of <laughs> get him off his rhythm. Uh, I absolutely loved it by Cambridge. You got to do that, man. When guys are seeing it like that and they're just throwing it into the ocean, you got to frustrate them a little bit. Oh yeah, De- yeah, definitely got to. I mean, I-, I loved it from Cambridge, and I definitely think as the game went on, I think it- you see it took a it took a toll on Tevin. I mean, it even say it- Cambridge, you know, up in your grill like that. It's just you know it- it'll frustrate anybody. I mean, you even see it in some NBA players. You know, I mean, no doubt. No doubt. And, uh, you know, Auburn come out with a uh, 71 
to a 58 victory and a really, really big win over Murray State. And they're now 11-1, and one, and now we turn to conference play. Uh, we got LSU in our opening game in conference. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, and, I, you know, I made a prediction the other night. I think Auburn's going to win the SEC. You know, it, it might be a little early for that, but from what I see, and I'm going to stick with it. You know, I'm sure people are going to be like, well, he's biased. He's an Auburn fan. Look, Javari Smith is the best player in the country. I might be a little biased. You know, say what you want. But in my opinion, he's the best. You got to have NBA talent to do big things. And and I think Auburn has a couple dudes on this team that can play in the NBA. And I'm excited to watch it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this. Uh, I must say, I definitely. Th- I think there's a couple teams in the SEC that could that could win the uh, could win the SEC, and you know maybe go on and win the whole thing. Um, yeah. I must say, I mean, I kind of really want to see what LSU is about um, on the uh, on December 29th because really I haven't really seen them play anybody really good yet. And yeah. um, so it's kind of, I think, and and they come to us. They yes. come to the jungle. So I kind of want to see how good LSU really is. And, um, I mean, and Auburn really has a tough stretch starting with the SEC. I mean, we, you know, we got yeah. LSU. We go to South Carolina. And then mm. we got Florida and then to Alabama. Mm. So, I mean, you're first, yeah, tough, tough first four games. And then um, – so yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, they, it's it's kind of tough, right? I mean, you know, it might be a little early to say Auburn, you know, is going to win. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because there's I think there's, you know, maybe four, five, you know, five, six teams that could probably win the SEC this year. So I mean, you know, you got your, you got your Kentuckys, your Tennessees, your Bamas, yeah. Auburns, um, LSU, you know. I just, um, you know, I just from what I see, man, Katie Johnson, Jabari, yeah. Wendell Green, and, and and you know now getting Allen Flanagan back right before conference play. Oh yeah, I just I really like it, and uh, and I'm I'm excited. So, yeah. you know, I wanna <laughs> I wanna you know wrap up on the basketball side. Uh, you know, excited for our Auburn Tigers, uh, eleven and one, like I said. And uh, now I, I, I kind of want to turn over to the college football world. And, you know, as, as we're winding down, we saw today Texas A&M pulling out of the – out of the uh, – what is it, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the Gator Bowl. Yeah, they, they, uh, they said that they were having COVID issues. And, you know, <laughs> I, I see on social media a lot, you know, a lot of people, you know, making jokes you know, that they didn't have a quarterback to play and, and you know, all this stuff, whatever, you know. Um, but but we're back to, we're back to, um, you know, the, 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 the COVID and the opting out and, and all this stuff towards, you know, people saying meaningless bowl games or whatever. And, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts on big time players or or anybody you know opting out of a bowl yeah. game, and and how do you feel about that? Well, it's it's definitely it's kind of tough to you know it's kind of tough to think about. It's a um, 
like I understand it from the kid's perspective because um, it's like, you know, what if, like Roger McCrary, he is projected first round pick. And, you know, what if he goes out there and, you know, tears his ACL or, you know, tears his Achilles, then, or, you know, has a major injury, then he just threw away, you know, a, just say a $15 million signing bonus. And it's like, you know, I would rather, I would rather Roger McCrary opt out. You know, he, he's done his time at Auburn. You know, he's, he's an All-American, you know, go make your money. And, you know, same, same way with Kenny Pickett. You know, he opted out for Pittsburgh. And it's like, you know, he might be one of the top quarterbacks taken. You know, go – you know, you've done your thing for Pitt. You know, you, you couldn't lead him to the playoff. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, go make your money. You know, you, you gave everything to that school. Um, you know, they're not if, – if any fan, you know, hates a player for opting out, then to me that's just not a real fan. Um, because that's, to me, that's just selfish, you know, on, on your part that you want this kid to risk millions of dollars. You know, I mean, he, he has a family to provide for, you know? So it's like, why, why would you want them to play in a bowl game that, you know, it's not meaningless, but it's not as important as the playoff or the, you know, the national championship. So, Yeah, I just I don't, but you know that, that that's how I feel about it. And and big shout out to Kenny Pickett. We're gonna have another little thing on Kenny Pickett coming up here. Um, but shout out to Kenny Pickett uh, with with Pittsburgh, led him to a an ACC title. Um, and you know he did really big things. Uh, projected maybe first round draft pick, a top top ten draft pick. They're saying maybe. Um, but you know my thoughts are. Are kind of similar on the on the opt outs. The bowl game opt outs is is first second round guy. Uh, you know, I, it's it's probably time to start. You know, if if you don't make it to the college football playoffs or or you know a big time bowl game, you know, um, because I still do believe that that you know a New Year Six bowl is something you know worth playing for. You know, your brothers yeah. that, that you've gotten down in the trenches with, uh, blood, sweat, and tears with. You know, I do think there's something to play for there. But, you know, like you said, a Roger McCrary, who's a – and, you know, first-round draft pick, you know, go get your money, kid. Um, yeah. But, you know, as, as the competitor that, you know, you know I am, you know, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Derek Brown kind of guy. Derek Brown, hey, hey, he said, hey, I'm riding for Auburn one more time, you know. Yeah. But, so I kind of see both sides of it. And, uh, you know. I, I, I can't blame a kid for going to get millions and, and preparing for the NFL draft. I couldn't be mad at him. And, and honestly, I don't blame him because I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, right. You know, so it, it's, it's, you know, I, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, you should finish out the scholarship that they give you and, you know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I, I yeah. You don't know that school anything, in my opinion, because you know they, they've made millions off of your performance yeah. over the past couple of years. Um, millions, billions. I mean, as much money as they rake in in revenue. Oh yeah. Um, off of off of your play, and and which also brings me back to um, our previous episode where me, you, and DG were talking about if players should get paid. Absolutely, they should get paid. For sure. So, 
Um, now I, I just, you know, I've been seeing it a lot during the season and, and, and in the bowl games and stuff. Um, you know, I wanted to move on to this little, this little talking, talking point. And, and it's been coming up in a lot of places throughout social media and, and the talking heads on ESPN is how do you feel about, um, and, you know, a, a team gets a drive going, they're, they're starting to move, um, you know, they're up tempo, team can't sub, you know, in and out. They're, you know, they're rolling right down the field. And then all of a sudden you got a guy standing there and he fakes a cramp. And uh, you get a, you know, you get a, a timeout, an injury timeout, and, and you get to slow the pace down of the game. And, and what do you think the penalty should be there? For the obvious faking of an injury, yeah, I mean, if you, because I mean, I would say if you watch any game on TV, they, you know, they'll they'll you know put the camera on the on the coaches, and they're clearly you know telling, you know, hey, go down, you know, this team's on a you know a, a you know sixty yard drive right now, we can't stop them, and if you like if and, and there's no way that a ref you know a ref doesn't see that you know, so. I think if, you know, if it's obvious that a kid goes down and, you know, that he's faking an injury, then, you know, though, you know, make it a five-yard penalty. You know, I, I, must say, I don't think it should be 10 yards, you know, but I would say just make it, a, you know, if it's obvious, you know, make it a five-yard penalty and, you know, tell the coach like, hey, you know, this, it's obvious, you know, that you're, you know, I see four or five coaches telling them to, you know, go down and you know that's I, that, that's a rule that I think they need to look at. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I'm I'm gonna take a little different route here, um, and and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in the direction of you know if if you see a guy faking injury and and he's getting up off the ground and he runs off the field and is under his own power. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he shouldn't be, in in my opinion. Look, if you're gonna suspend a guy for half a game for targeting, well, guess what? Let's suspend a guy for a quarter. All right, let's suspend a guy for a quarter, or or you know, a drive or two drives uh, for faking an injury like that. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of it. I think it's bush league. It's uh, just whack, in my opinion. That, that you get to the point of faith. Everybody does it. I'm not saying, you know, that, that you know, I know we're Auburn fans and saying, that oh, Auburn never does it. Everybody does it. But oh, yeah. I, I think it's super Bush League. And I'm just not a fan of it in the sport. And and I don't want to see it. So, I, you know, I take the route of, of if we're going to suspend somebody for half a game and in, in for targeting, which I think is another rule they have to look at, Absolutely mm-hmm. bogus, uh, and it, and it really affected college football this year. But you know, a, a drive, two drives, three drives, maybe you know, um, he can't play for the next five minutes or or, or whatever. Something's yeah. got to, you know, something's got to give, man, because it's happening too much. It's stopping games. Mm-hmm. It's holding games up. You know, it, it's just <clears throat> it's to the point where it's just it's out of hand, and. You know, I just I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and and, and you know, see how you felt about it. And I think we're kind of on the same page there. And yeah. uh, you know, now 
to to a guy that we were talking about earlier, you know, Kenny Pickett. And um, and I want to get your thoughts on who do you you know if you were a GM if you were a GM with the upcoming NFL draft, who would you take for the first quarterback? Would you take Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral? Who would who would you pick? Ooh, the, that's uh, that's that's tough. That's a tough, real tough question because I mean, uh, Matt Corral. I, I I believe Matt Corral can you know he can use this you know, use his feet a little bit better than Kenny Pickett. But, you know, when you when you look at the – you look at the stats, I mean, Kenny Pickett this year, he threw for 4,300 yards. Mm. So, I mean, he's definitely got – now, we also got to look at – that was also in, you know, let's go ahead and say it, a week – a weaker ACC than, it, you know, it possibly has been in the past. Because, mm, I, mean, well, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at the beginning of the year, how many people predicted – Pittsburgh and Wake Forest ACC title. I mean, hey, 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 Danny Cannell, you hear that? Pittsburgh yeah, I mean, and Wake Forest, you hear that? Pittsburgh yeah. and Wake Forest at the beginning of the year. I mean, who predicted that in ACC? <laughs> I, I know, I, I know, I didn't. Mm. So, I mean, hey, it's hey, like, hey, you know, you know, I, I'm not trying to cut you off, D. You're good, but but <laughs> Pittsburgh. Look, look, I'm not, I'm not throwing throwing slick shots towards either program. But could you imagine? Being an ACC fan and your conference championship is uh, Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. Hey, what a Saturday that is! All right. Hey, how about you come on down to the uh, the Southeastern Conference where you got Alabama and Georgia? All right, the two big dogs, the two big daddies going at it. You got Saban and Kirby. All right. Yeah. How I about mean, that? That's a conference. Yeah, I mean you. I mean you had one. You know, you had number one versus number three. You know, in the in in the SEC championship. So I mean, it's. But you know, back back to the, you know, the the Kenny Pickett thing is, yeah, he threw for forty three hundred yards. But you know, you got to look at you know who did who did he play? You know, it's it's it was a weak ACC this year, and so I mean that's it's like yeah he put up great numbers, but yeah you know how good, you know, are those, you know, how good really are those numbers? But then, I mean, you, you look at Matt Corral, who week in and week out has to, you know, he came to Auburn, you know, you know, the A&M, the LSU, you know, the Alabama. And it's like, you know, he only put up 3,300 yards. And he, he, he rushed, let's see, he rushed for 600. So he put up right out, you know, four thousand yards. And, I think uh, he had eleven rushing TDs too, which yeah, yeah I mean that's yeah, yeah. freaky. 20, yeah, 20, 20 passing, eleven rushing, and you know, right at four thousand yards total. And so when it comes, <clears throat> I mean, if if I'm a GM, me personally, it's like yeah, you look at the stats and it's like okay, Kenny Pickett had the better, you know, had the better year. But if it's me and just like the competition and kind of, I guess like NFL, I'm, if it's me, I'm taking Mac. I'm taking Matt Corral. I mean, that, that's just me over Kenny Pickett. But I don't know. I mean, it's that that's just my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out here to you. Is <clears throat> Kenny Pickett sixty seven percent percent completion percentage? All right, he was sixty seven percent Corral. 68 percent yeah uh so you know (laughs) they're right there uh i think you know they're comparing corral to uh 
to uh, the Jets. What's Jets quarterback last year? Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. They're comparing Corral to Zach Wilson. Um, can can run around, make plays. Uh, not he doesn't have the arm talent Zach Wilson has. Obviously, yeah. Zach Wilson can, you know, just just sling it because I mean, dude can spin it right. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, Matt Corral, you know, great, but but not quite the arm talent Zach Wilson has. But can run around, make all the plays. He can make the throws. The only thing about Matt Corral <clears throat> is, like, when I was at the Auburn Ole Miss game, I felt like, I felt like there was some throws, man. Like on a fourth, it was like fourth and two or fourth and three. They were driving in. They were in Auburn territory. He had an easy completion to the tight end, <clears throat> and you know the the tight end was out in the flat and and just. Easy completion for a first down, and Corral tried to like sidearm it out there, and yeah. completely missed it. You know, and and I feel like sometimes it was a little too much where he would just try to put a little sauce on it. You know, yeah. put, a little, put a little mustard on the hot dog, and and you know, you you look at the the Jalen Simpson pick in the end zone. Corral threw it <clears throat> threw it back over the middle of the field, and. I felt like he kind of tried to force some things, maybe trying to push for that Heisman Trophy. Yep. And and, but I still like Matt Corral, man. I like Matt Corral. I think he's a dog. I think you know him and Bryce Young, and and shoot Kenny Pickett too. I mean, they're the three best quarterbacks in the country, in my opinion. And and obviously, you know, Bryce has to return to Alabama, so it's Corral and man. It's just so hard to pick between the two because I yeah. think Kenny Pickett, I think he's elite, man. I, I really do. And I and I know the ACC, the competition and all that. But, dude, it, it, I'm pretty sure dude threw 42 tutties. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, I mean, it, dude can spin it, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, like, it's still D one football, you know. It, it doesn't matter, you know, who you play. Like forty three hundred yards, forty two touchdowns, seven interceptions, you know, and like that's still impressive, no doubt. But it's also against, you know, North Carolina, against, you know, a Florida State, against, you know, a Miami. So, it's, but but come coming back to that completion percentage though, it's like. Kenny Pickett has a hundred, I write out 120 more attempts than Matt Corral. So that, that kind of, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was that big of a difference, but yeah, he has a, so he definitely, uh, Kenny Pickett, I mean, he could definitely sling it. And I mean, there's, there's no way, you know, there's there's no arguing that. Hey, Hey, how about, how about, how about him changing the game of college football with the fake slide? Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't even twenty four hours. I mean, props to him <laughs> for that. I mean, it wasn't even twenty four hours. Hey, I mean, change the game, all right? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he he changed the game. I mean, just I, I loved it when he. Well, let, let me take that back. I, it was cool, but I'm glad they changed it. You know, the no thing side. Like, it was cool, you know, in the moment, but I'm glad the NCA finally did something right and changed that rule. You know, immediately. Um, because to, to me, that was just going to lead, you know, a lot of defensive backs were tweeting, you know, at that and was like, well, now I can't hold up. 
So yeah. if the you know if they wouldn't have changed that rule, now you're looking at more targeting. Um, you know, just you know, a, a player yeah, going, you know, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely. Uh, I'm glad the NCAA did change it, but it was definitely it was it was pretty cool in the moment. I must say, I got to give him that. Yeah. yeah um, one big thing there, you said the NCAA did something right. Wow, that's a first. Um, right. Um, <laughs> they got targeting. We still got targeting. Yeah, targeting. Think what of a, that. What a, they got to do something with the targeting. Uh, Zacoby McLean at Penn State, you know, getting rid of him there. I mean, that that targeting call is just – look, we can't, we can't eject kids for the targeting call. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I, I don't want to see somebody get ejected. Like, like look, Jamison Williams in, in the first half of the Iron Bowl – Look, look, man! Don't eject kids. It, it's just, it's not right, and and it could cause, you know, like like what if that had been in the second half, man? What if it had been in the second half, and he would have had to sit out the first half, you know, against the Georgia <laughs> game because because go back to the SEC championship, Georgia jumped out ten to nothing. All right. Yeah. All right. Who got Alabama? Who called? Who caught that? <laughs> Excuse me. Who caught that little uh the little post across across the middle and, and took it to the house, beat the safety to the sideline and, and beat that and and mm-hmm. took it to the house to get it ten seven. Jamison Williams. Yeah, Williams. so so what if that what if that happens in the second half where you know he he's covering a punt and he's a gunner and covering a punt and, and he goes to lay the boom on somebody and, and you're up targeting. All right, man. I'm just not yeah. a fan. I'm just not a fan of ejecting somebody. Look, if you want to give him a 15-yard personal foul, and and maybe maybe hey, that's his first warning. If he does it again, he's out. All right. Now yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But but ejecting a kid and then making him sit out a whole another half, dude, that's it's bogus. It's bogus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, the NCAA. I mean, you know, if you want to, you know, do it. Do it, do it like soccer. You know, if you know, if you want to, you know, if you know, bring bring out a yellow card. You know, I don't care. Don't eject yeah. a big time player in a big time game in a big time moment. He does not need to be ejected. It's it's just a, it's a terrible rule. I get it. You're trying to you know protect the players. You know, you don't want them leading with the crown of your helmet. Man, it's football. Like you, you knew what you you knew what you signed up to, you know. Whenever, whenever you put that helmet on, yeah, know. bro, it's a contact sport. Yeah, it's a contact sport. Look, injuries are gonna happen. All right, and 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 I know. Look, CTE is real. I get it. I, I get what the game is trying to do. You know, they're trying to you know leave with the shoulder, protect the head neck area. I get it. I get it. But it's also we we wear a helmet for a reason, right? Wear a yep. helmet for a reason, and 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 I understand, you know where they're trying to go with it. But man, it's tough. It's tough watching a big time player get ejected in a big time moment in a big time game. Is it's it's tough, and I don't like it. And uh, you know, <laughs> wrapping this thing up here, man. Uh, I I really appreciate you coming on and 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 you know spending your time with me tonight and. Uh, we just want to talk to our listeners about, you know, we're doing a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we're doing a, uh, a $50 cash giveaway for Christmas. And when we post this, 
to our social media platforms. Uh, you know, we're going to do a drawing. We're going to put everybody in a pot. We're going to do a live drawing and uh, we're going to send somebody $50 for, uh, for Christmas. And, you know, we're really appreciative for everybody who has followed us, listened to us, uh, gave us a like, a review, a five-star rating a whatever, you know, uh, we just want to thank those people. And it's, you know, it's just getting off the ground and we're just getting it going. And, and, you know, unfortunately DG, he had, he had some prior commitments tonight and we're going to get him back on here. Uh, you know, we've reached out to a couple people about, you know, broadening, broadening the show and, and, and really getting it out there on Twitter and, and, and Instagram and other platforms that we could get to. And, and, uh, I, I have a support link on Spotify. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, click on that and, and, you know, that'll help us get better equipment. Uh, we're going to try to get a YouTube channel, going to try to get, uh, get, you know, some live coverage, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, within the next month or two or, and, um, and, I really, I really want to try to branch this thing out and get down to the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, <laughs> excuse me, the Senior Bowl, because um, you know we're based out of Mobile, two five one, love Mobile, Alabama, um, and really get down there to the Senior Bowl and maybe get some player interviews and uh, you know talk to a couple guys about you know their journey to the Senior Bowl, their uh, what school they were at and and where they maybe where they see themselves going in the draft, you know? <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I'm excited about this podcast and, you know, us three get finally getting it off the ground and, and, you know, we all had that determination, man. And, and I'm excited about that. Oh yeah, me too. So, uh, you know, with that, man, uh, you know, we'll close it out with a, with a big war damn Eagle and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch everybody on the next one. And, uh, And everybody have a great night. See you on the next one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.